We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. And also, as always, at least as of recently, we are brought to you by MacWeldon.com. Head on over to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off of your order using the promo code ROTOSOCCER. R-O-T-O-S-O-C-C-E-R. Andrew, what's the longest time you've ever spent trying to reset your password? <laughs> Uh, it happened just now, actually. Um, my regular computer is in the shop, which means that you're now recording this podcast and doing all the work for it. And um, I am using a, as I described to you, either an eight or ten year old MacBook Pro that just doesn't have everything on it that my regular computer does. And so, uh, trying to get into Skype just took me uh, roughly fifty minutes and. 
I ended up just doing it on my cell phone instead. I believe that was the solution I tried to describe to you earlier. but uh, Using my phone? Yes. Oh, um, well, I must have gotten those messages on this computer, so I should probably – I'll get them in like four in, hours. In four days, yes, exactly. All right. Uh, Nothing makes your current computer feel faster than using an old computer. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, occasionally, though, I was trying to. I'm gonna, I was trying to make a transition to how I now have a streak going on DraftKings about how I'm the old trick, but it doesn't matter. Didn't work. Uh, but just like true. my DraftKings team. Yes, exactly. Fact still remains that even though I still had Kieran Trippier in my lineup, he still outscored one of your players. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I do have a streak going of two straight of wins on DraftKings. So kudos to me. Uh, I'm also, well, you're doing a lot better than me in the EFSA league. You are in fifth. I am holding on for dear life to stay in the first division next season, currently sitting in 10th place out of 20. So that will, that will half the team, does half the league get tossed? Correct. Half the league goes into the second division next year. That's, oh, I guess that's a lot. It's the first year. So it's, it's just one league of 20 and then next year it's two leagues of 10. It's incredibly tight, though. Yes. Like, it's not like you being in 10th means you're, like, drastically behind me in 5th. Like, it's probably only one one game, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but you have the points scored title against... I'm never catching you on points scored. That's the way I'll put it. Mm. It's because I paid 125 bucks for Paul Pogba. I was actually looking today, or yesterday, Pogba is the 7th highest scorer in the league in EFSA, and he didn't play the opener. And he hasn't played uh, a couple games since he's been back, too. Pogba? Yeah, he missed. He, I know he missed at least one game. Did he? Yeah. I didn't think he did, but um, yeah, I mean, he's been great. I don't know if anybody would actually pay 125 for him. I obviously needed him, but um, he's going to hopefully keep me afloat. Yeah, the player that uh, did very well for both of us in our DraftKings teams, and probably a player who you picked up very cheap in most leagues, is Victor Moses. Because we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk to him. We'll talk about him later because I asked you a question earlier today, um, and I think it's now is the, is the time to start worrying about it in terms of draft leagues, and that is the African Cup of Nations that's coming up in January and parts of February. So now that the clock's going to strike December, you, you got to make your plans now because when when the word's out, no one's going to do any. No, no one's going to really. Like, if you wanted to trade that person, no one's going to want to trade with you at that point. And a lot of and a lot of people are going to be doing the same scramble for you know all, you know trying to replace their African-based players that are away at the African Cup of Nations. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But we should run through the league a little bit and talk about the big stories. Uh, starting off with Burnley and Manchester City, the early game on Saturday. Um, the best goal of the game fell to Dean Marnie for the, yeah. for the first goal, which was a blistering, blistering volley off of the uh, off of a loose ball. He won't ever score another goal like that again. Uh, and like you, you may, you could probably be comfortable saying that without the like that again. He may never score again. Yeah, he's he's not known for his goal scoring. Uh, no. It's, I mean, no one's known for the goal that he actually produced just then, which is probably why he was able to do it. Because let's face it, no normal human can probably do that, or what, try to it, attempt to. 
Yeah, it reminded me actually of one. It wasn't exactly the same, but um, that Phil Jagielka had in a derby. Oh, yes. Liverpool derby two years. I think it was two years ago. Yes, I remember that off the corner kick. Yes, I absolutely remember that. Yeah, that was because that was kind of a similar volley from outside the box and just like a rocket into the goal. But I think Jags's was a little higher. And because Marnie's kind of skipped on the ground, right? And from closer. Was it closer? Yeah, it was like right at the right at the twenty yard box or eighteen yard box. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm sure if you ask anybody from Everton, they'd say he was like from midfield or. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. It was it was Charlie destined Adam for distance. goal. It was Charlie Adam distance. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, it, it, not surprising on the other side was uh, Sergio Aguero, kind of bundling home two goals. Not the prettiest goals you'll ever see, especially the second no. one. Yeah. It really, just kind of hit him. He didn't mm-hmm. actually make an attempt at it. Um. The second one was off of uh, – what was surprising is that Burnley let up two set-piece goals, to, which is really disappointing for them. Um, mm-hmm. What was oh, – further – you know what? I, you, I know, saw, you know why, though? Why they weren't perfectly organized. Yeah, because Tom Heaton was not playing in goal. Instead, exactly. they had a player who everyone thought was retired and Paul Robinson in goal. Yes, yes. So that was – Shocking. Actually, Claudio Bravo had more saves than Paul Robinson. So mm-hmm. I think most Claudio people, Bravo, when they saw Paul, Paul Robinson, just assumed it was like Paul Robinson Jr. and it was his son. Yeah, exactly. What? What? Oh man! So I'm looking at FPL's site right now. He should have gotten an assist, Paul Robinson, because the goal was a long ball forward from the goalkeeper, from Paul Robinson. That. I saw which goal, Marnie's goal. Yeah, Marnie's goal was a rebound, I think. Yeah, but it was no, there was no possession, so it it was really more like a deflection. And yeah, I think I think a deflection automatically takes an assist out. Mm. Mm. I I I thought I saw at least on Twitter when the game was going on that that Paul Robinson was credited with an assist, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. They may have taken it away from him as well. The dubious assist committee may have taken it away from him. Yeah. Um, but we should uh, just of note Nicholas Otamendi and Fernandinho with the assists. Uh, we did get to see Yaya Torre play again uh, as a starter, and he looked like he did, except for last game. Every other game that he's played, every uh, yep, looked just like Yaya Torre of old. Yep, just with a little less weight. Yes, or maybe um, just old Yaya Torre. Yeah. yeah, he played in the number ten. Kevin De Bruyne was uh, partially rested, which infuriated plenty of fantasy players. Including but, me. Yep, but. Um, you know, that's kind of what Pep does and you got to keep these guys fresh and they have, um, you know, they'll play again this weekend and then I think there's champions league next week. So it's going to make sure everybody's ready for those big ones. Yeah. And he's, I bet you, he's starting to think about that holiday break too, or the holiday, not the break. Oh, he's thinking about a holiday break, but what he gets is the exact opposite in this. Game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Arsene Wenger said something recently about resting Alexis Sanchez during that time. And I wonder if we'll see a lot of the man city guys kind of rotate in and out just because of the i mean that's that part of the schedule is just brutal so and he just came from a league that literally takes an entire month off so yep well i mean if you think about it from pep's point of view chelsea have chelsea have manchester city next week so if you're pep and you also have champions league returning next week as well the week that you want de bruyne and david silva and all them freshest is next week not against Yep. yep that's right silva didn't start either so correct so it's I don't even think Silva. I don't even know if Silva even entered the game, but it was just—I don't know. It was just—it was a weird game to watch. I mean, Manchester City didn't. I mean, Burnley actually had a very good chance in the second. I mean, there were no real chances in the second half, 
and the best one fell to Burnley. And mm-hmm. there was a header that was cleared off the line by Manchester City. So, um, it, it, you know, it was an ugly win, but one that was necessary, one that and one that the good teams do grind out. Um, and Manchester City was able to do so here. Hmm. Silva hasn't started the last two league matches, actually. Does that concern you at all? As a or were you not Silva thinking o- about As a David Silva owner in the Rotowire Taga League? Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Okay. I was going to say, I assume we neither of us have him, but... Nope, he I, must have, have, I have. He must have fallen share. late for you. I have one share from yeah. He was uh, he was in the third round. Where I, I picked up two players that I didn't want at all in that league, and I'm still in first place. I have Deli Alley, and I and I have uh, David Silva. Silva. Yeah. But hmm. you know them be the breaks. All right, uh, let's go over to Hall One West Brom One. Uh, center backs rule the day. Gareth McCauley for <laughs> West Brom, and uh, this would be. Michael Dawson for Hull. That's right, not, not Craig. Craig Dawson, who plays for West Brom. Okay, but uh, Gio Mercy Mbokani on the assist for Dawson's goal, and Matt Phillips keep keeps getting on the score sheet. He has an assist for West Brom in this one. Um, I ranked Ben Foster very highly. He did give you the three saves, but he did not get you a win or a clean sheet if you were on DraftKings. Disappointed. Three straight games with an assist for Matt Phillips. Not yes. bad. And, two and he had 12. Goal. Yeah, he had 12 crosses too, which um, is pretty impressive yeah. given that he only took two corners. Yeah, and uh, well, I mean, he wasn't Gilfie Sigurdsson or anything, who I think had 17 crosses. Yes. Uh, which is just an insane number. But for Hall. Somebody recently had a ridiculous. I think it was Neymar, actually, which I guess doesn't really count. I mean, it counts, but I mean, it, uh, what was it against Real Sociedad? No, it was. Um, it was two weeks ago, I think. Uh, Messi didn't. Messi and Suarez didn't play, and I'll have to look back. But he scored thirty-two and a half DraftKings points without a goal or an assist. That's Cristiano Ronaldo-sized like, like, numbers there. Yeah, it was the, like auxiliary. Twenty. Sense. I think it was twenty-seven crosses, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you can tune into the Fancy La Liga podcast never to uh, to get more stats like that. Maybe we. Should oh, I would. I, I wouldn't say never on that one. Um, it was. I take yes. It was twenty-seven crosses, thanks to eleven corners. Yeah. Well, when when the fantasy uh, La Liga podcast comes on, or Liga, uh, oh, is it Santander La Liga? That's what it is. Is La it? La I thought Liga they got rid Santander. of that. It's the La Liga Santander, I believe it is. Uh, it's not BBVA gave it up. Yeah, that's right. Oh well. Anyway, where were we? West Brom from one bank to another. West Brom, West Brom and Hull. It was one-one. We thought it was going to be zero-zero. They they outdid our expectations. I'm not sure. I did. We really both say it was going to be scoreless. Like I, I feel like just the way that West Brom had been playing. Well, I mean, you thought you thought that West Brom would score goals, and I was not convinced. Oh, okay. But hey, look, there were two goals in the game, one for each side. That's more than I would have thought. I'll say that. Especially with people yeah. on the road, right? So, right. I don't know. Well, you just can't contain Matt Phillips. Well, that, that's for sure. But you also couldn't contain Joe Mercy and Bocani and Michael Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair, fair. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it just goes to show kind of like the randomness of the of the Premier League in terms of goal scoring. And about again, another reason why I don't invest in defenders or goalkeepers. How about that Gareth McCauley has as many goals as Alvaro Negredo, Troy Deeney, Mares, Mesut Ozil, your boy Deli Ali, Nathan Redman? He's at two? 
Three. Three. Excuse me. On four so, shots on goal. That's elite finishing. Yeah. Uh, I, I gave you the most elite finishing, though, in a little trivia question earlier today. Yes. Uh, in that James MacArthur, right? That was? Yeah. Yes. James MacArthur has four goals on four shots on target. The most clinical finisher in the Premier League. Speaking of um, what? Yeah. Uh, for anyone who has scored at least, is it was it more than one goal? I think Correct. it was more than anyone one. With multiple goals. So um, there's plenty of people will, who's had one goal and one shot on target. Yeah, MacArthur has taken 11 shots though, whereas Macaulay has only taken eight. So Macaulay actually gets half of his shots on goal, and he has scored on 75 percent of them. So and I'm wondering what percentage of those are with his with his feet and with his head. I imagine it's zero with his with his feet. So, you know, I, I, I'm assuming that MacArthur at least has a couple with his feet. Uh, one goal is definitely with his feet. I remember that much. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the other three, though. Oh, no, there was definitely one with a header. It was actually a great header because he was like, it was basically a one-on-one. He just popped it over the goalie. I want to say it was Adrian, but maybe just because he gives up goals all the time. They may have not even played. No, they, I, I'm sure they have, but uh, Adrian also It was the two-goal game. Oh, it was against Liverpool. Excuse me. You know they wear red. <laughs> West Bro- oh, sorry, West Ham barely even wear red. I tried to get. Yeah, it's like uh, a maroonish. Anyway, we're doing everything possible to make this game interesting by bringing up other interesting teams. So let's stop yeah. talking about Hull. Yeah, let's just stop and it. West okay. And actually, let's go to Leicester and Borough, which turned out to be a <laughs> two thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, Negredo netting a pair, which is nice to see, uh, bringing his total to the aforementioned three. <laughs> And, it felt like he's been better than that, doesn't it? Well, he scored on the op- he scored on opening day, which made people very happy. Yeah, and literally not once since I did. But, uh, no, but I do. No, but he'd had a good partnership with Stuani as getting assists, yeah. so he's done other things. Um, he had two assists in the second game of the season, <laughs> and he's had one since. <laughs> but yeah, I hear you. I do. I do believe I said I would take Negredo over Vardy in this game, which made me feel good, and then I. Because I was listening back to our podcast, and then I specifically said, but I wouldn't take Negredo, who, of course, scores twice on both of his shots. This is James McCarthyan. James McCarthy-esque, yeah, exactly. Or James McCarthur. James McCarthy. McCarthyan. McCarthy, he plays for Everton. Man, right. these names are too similar. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think I even told you, even if I had given you the because you looked it up, and I was like, oh, if I had just given you the first name of James, I still don't think you would have gotten it correctly. It's not on the first chance. Um. You would have I probably like Thomas Rodriguez. You would have guessed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh. Uh, that fancy La Liga podcast is coming. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wes Morgan and Danny Simpson picked up assists. All defenders. Woo! Everyone predicted that. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, oh my God, Forshaw and Gaston Ramirez. He's still a thing uh, for Burrow. He's always around when you least expect it. Um, he picks up another assist. He's actually gotten pretty. He's done pretty well with the counting stats this season. So, I think it was you and John Wallen who liked them before the season started. Gaston Ramirez. Yes. Yeah, uh, I'll give John a little more credit than than mine. I just, uh, I mean, I, I put it more in the he has looked good before and maybe he can do it, but I, I didn't know enough to really warrant that. I see that he's only played ninety minutes twice this entire season. Yeah, but that's it's kind of interesting. As long as you play more than sixty, you're gonna have 
a good chance to, to get some stuff, get stuff done. Yeah. He's also still coming off of injuries as, as always his entire career. Right. Uh, yeah, it was his first assist. Excuse me, since the opener. But he does have a goal and an assist in his last three games now. Yeah, that's right. How many? How many? I wonder how many games he's been injured in the meantime too. No, but uh, for, <laughs> for for Leicester, it was nice to see. Slamani get on the goal, uh, get on the score sheet. I think he came on as a sub, though. He did, yes. But, uh, Riyad Mahrez netting a goal in two straight games. Like yeah, the Slamani, uh, Slamani's was from the spot, um, and only because Mahrez had been taken out of the game. Um, Slamani has goals in back-to-back Premier League games, not Leicester's back-to-back, but his last two. So maybe he's he's also that was his only shot in both of those games clinical. I don't know what, yeah. I don't know what to make of this team. Um, I noticed, I guess, I mean, the, I forget who they're playing this week, but they're like, they're favored. I, I believe, uh, Oh yeah. They're at Sunderland, I guess. But even so, like, I'm kind of surprised that less like, no, what? I think a lot of people are going to be on Lester all over the place, except maybe in goal. I mean, I think I, I ranked. I think I ranked Zyler just because. Uh, I just don't. I don't understand how anybody could think. I mean, I, is it is it more? I mean, we can talk about it later this week. But is that more because of Sunderland or because of Leicester? Sunderland. Right. Okay. It has nothing to do with Leicester. Right. Right. It's it's almost like are you playing the Cleveland Browns? Then yes, I like you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get it. All right. Let's get to a team that actually matters. I mean, Liverpool are two, Sunderland aforementioned, nil. Mm-hmm. What's more surprising, Liverpool two or the nil from Sunderland? Um, yeah, the biggest news was the Philippe Coutinho injury that um, basically screwed so many people. Um, he went down sometime in the first half uh, with an ankle injury that's going to keep him out for at least six weeks. And then uh, Daniel Sturridge wasn't available because of a calf injury. I believe it was a calf injury, um, which allowed Divock Origi to, to come on for Coutinho. And he scored. He scored a butte. Yeah. And, nice nice uh, footwork. Slotted in yeah. the upper corner. Origi played really well last year uh, when Jurgen Klopp first got there. And uh, I wonder if he'll be the answer uh, for while Coutinho is out, that they'll move Firmino back into more of a midfield role and play Origi as a striker, um, you know, a role that they want Daniel Sturridge to play, but the guy just can't seem to stay fit. So I think it's going to be the Origi show now. Well, the thing about Origi is he's not a good, like, lead the press. Like, he can't lead the front line in terms of pressing, and that's kind of Liverpool's game. I, I mean, it, it all depends on – I can't believe I'm saying this. I think it all depends on Adam Milana and his health. Yeah, that's, uh, I can't believe you said that either. Yeah. I so, think – I, I mean, Origi played well enough last year that he knows what he's doing in Klopp's system. I guess. I mean, I'm not going to – I'm not going to try and pretend that I know 100% how each player can fit into that system because I don't. But okay. that, that's, just, that's just the knock that – Doc that I've seen in the past about Origi. Also, he's not. He he didn't score enough goals when he had the opportunity. I mean, he's, he played well, but he didn't score enough. Last year, correct. Yeah, I mean, five goals in six hundred sixty minutes. That's not terrible. 
It's not great. Well, I mean, if you figure most guys are playing in the 2000, you know, probably more than 2000. I mean, that's almost a 20 goal season. Obviously, it's, you know, when you play more minutes, you tend not to score as many, but still. Correct. Anyway, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not picking Divock or Rigi next week. Okay. I, I, I'm sure people will. I, I, I'm going to head elsewhere. Okay. I mean, he's still a, you know, obviously a very goal dependent forward, but um, I don't know. I think they're, I think they're going to be fine with him up there. Yeah, I mean, they'll be fine. Like they're not going to suffer. But I, I, I'm not as a let's say in da- in daily fantasy. I'm, that's not the option I'm going to. I'd rather go. I'll put it this way. I'd rather go Jermaine Defoe than him. Oh, they're at Burnmouth, by the way, next week. They're at. Burn, but that's correct. Yeah. I think you'll see a lot of people on him, actually. I bet you I will, and I bet you I'll go the other direction, because that's, that's what I do. Okay. Uh, if you're... I'm look, it's it's basically going to be a three-game slate. Uh, two on Sunday and one on Monday. They've got Everton and United, so you're going to have to pay up for Ibrahimovic or Lukaku. We'll gladly do that. Okay. Well, you got to, you, you got to pay for both, then. That would be fine. That would be okay. just fine. And, and I'll do my midfield elsewhere. I was going to walk you into Alvaro Negredo. Nope. Pass. <laughs> I, I would much rather take Zlatan and, and Lukaku. And, I, mean, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't actually looked at the slate. I have to see what the midfielder pricing would be. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, anyway, it, you know, I would probably have Gas and Ramirez on my team at that point. But, mm. yeah, okay. it hurts. Yeah, you got, if you're going to take those guys, you got to hurt somewhere else. Yeah. All right, let's let's stick to our review podcast though. Let's get to the funnest game of the weekend. That was definitely Swansea five, Crystal Palace four. Oh my God, what a way to get your first win, huh? <laughs> some people gave me some credit because I said on the podcast last week that I thought a game was going to be five four. Unfortunately, it was not this one. It was yeah. not this one. I can tell you for a fact that it wasn't because as soon as I saw this game go crazy, I was like, no, this isn't the game that Andrew said that would be five four. No, that was Stoke. <laughs> yeah, Watford Stoke one nothing. Um, it was funny how uh, as soon as Swansea went up three one, my entire Twitter feed is filled like Bradley's finally going to get it. Great win for Swansea, and then all of a sudden, like it became three two, and everyone's like, "All right, they just got to tighten up." And then it's three three, and they're like, "He's going to get fired next week." It was, it, it was, you know what it was like? It was like Major League when they first started getting good and then they were bad again, and then like the groundskeeper goes, "Oh no, we suck again." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it, 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 was, was, uh, it was basically like watching major league but in soccer that the thing is the way that they were winning like the the draw would have been just as bad as a loss um that would have been winless in six right and so the fact that uh it was urente who finished it off i believe late like everyone's it, it, it was like they were excited but it was i think there was plenty of like thank goodness we actually pulled it out because it would have gotten real ugly there if they if they didn't win after being up 3-1. Yes, absolutely. Well, yeah. Did we learn anything from this game, though? That Leroy Fair can still score goals. <sighs> oh, and Wilfred Zaha, too. Uh, Zaha looks awesome. Speaking of guys who are going to leave for Africa Cup of Nations. Yeah, that was, I was just about to say that was a huge decision that was made this week. <laughs> it was like <laughs> what was really funny about it was that the announcement came out and it was basically because the 
Ivory Coast's like football federation tweeted out a picture of Zaha holding the, sh- the Ivory Coast shirt like in his living room. And everyone's like, he made the switch. <laughs> and like nobody was willing to report, like to say that it happened until like, I, I don't even know what who eventually like reported it. That everyone was like, okay, this actually happened because it just looks so unbelievably sketchy. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I got my news from Talk Sport on that, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that they broke the news by any means. But mm. um, I, I, I thought it was weird. I thought he had played some competitive matches for England. He, he apparently had only played friendlies. Um, yeah, and I guess he played some competitive ones for the you know the younger teams but that doesn't count that doesn't yeah it doesn't count and then he played a few friendlies for the senior team and those don't count and so there he was yeah that's a very he's at an old age to make that switch yeah so yeah it was just surprising and very unorthodox but you know for Wilfred Zaha this is you know i think i think this just completes you know the city of Manchester will hate him forever now because he left Manchester. Now he's left England. <laughs> so I, I, I'm sure. A lot Did of he really leave happened. Manchester? I mean, he he was yeah he was well tail, tail between his legs, but yes, he left Manchester. Uh, I mean, they they sent him off. It's not. Yeah, he it was, was, it was pretty involuntary, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the from basically the articles I've read about it uh, from the English media is that England will rue this more than Zaha. Well, even though he didn't seem to have any sort of line to I'll say that if I say with, when you, when you have zero ruing right. default, you can't be less. Right. Uh, well, but, I think it's more that they're going to, they're going to feel they're going to see him play for Ivory coast and they're going to say, boy, we should have been, we should have kept him. Yeah. He'll be crossing to that goal machine known as Wilfred Bonnie. Anyway, actually probably not, but anyway, let's get back to the Premier League here. Uh, Wilfred Zaha got a goal. Christian Benteke scored. That's always yep. nice. Uh, yep. Fernando Llorente netting two. Sigurdsson, along with his 17 crosses, picked up a goal. And mm, an free assist. kick. Yeah, and an assist. Yep. Uh, by the way, Benteke and Zaha also got an assist. I mean, they're, they're, pretty much everybody was on the board that you were probably looking for, yep. uh, including James MacArthur. He got an assist. <laughs> Your boy. Yeah, he didn't shoot. That's for sure. He didn't shoot one on target. That, that I know for a fact. <laughs> But um, I mean, yeah, I mean, who would have thought, though, right? Like this just definitely you must have been surprised for sure. And, and the problem is that, like, what do we we can't take anything from this? Like it was so bananas. Crystal Palace have been pretty bad anyway. So like them giving up a bunch of goals isn't that surprising. Swansea's the same way. So like the I, I just don't know what what to think here. Uh, we we one of the it's, things it's, I've it's, added to it's to the, the uh, yeah one of the things I added to the uh, weekly cheat sheet or it's really a daily cheat sheet are like basically score odds and I I didn't even do them for five four because why would I why would anybody ever think that would happen but there was a point according to the 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 odds makers there was a point three three percent chance this game was going to end four four. And then it ended five four. Yeah, they showed them. <laughs> Just uh, crazy. Yeah, and again, I don't think uh, the only, the most repeatable part of this was that Gilfie Sigerson scored a free kick goal, and Christian Benteke, I believe, scored with his head. Was it with his head? I I, I got to be. I don't like, think it was. Yeah, I don't all, think it was. Then again, not repeatable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
poor Christian. Um, but yeah, I just the the thoughts that we had of these two teams are unchanged, despite a nine goal thriller. So while it's great, like you're not going to look at Fernando Llorente as a elite goal scorer, or you know, you well, feel the same way about everything. Even a mediocre goal scorer. <laughs> you're right. He's a bad goal uh, scorer. We saw Johan Kabai take a few corners. I mean that. This somewhat change. He's, uh, I don't want to say he's like the most overrated player in the Premier League, but like what he, he used to be good. And there's a reason when? why PSG wanted him. Obviously, being French helped, but like, oh, you mean for Newcastle, he was good. Yeah, but he was, right. yeah, he was good though, but not at the, uh, not at the fantasy related stuff. He was more, yeah, just like an all around. Well, I just mean he just kind of looks lost to them. He looks completely replaceable. Well, I don't know about on Newcastle because Newcastle all they've done no, now. since they sold them is go down to the well, yeah. EFL. Yeah. Now I mean. Well, yeah. Not EFL, it's championship. Whatever. <laughs> there's the EFL, there's the championship, there's the PL two. I don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> so it's not the Premier League and it's all it's all muddied. Hmm. But for me, Gilfried so not Gilfried Sickerson. Who are we even talking about anymore? Uh, <laughs> Johan Kabai, he's not startable. In, uh, I, yeah. don't know, I don't even think in any format he's startable. I agree. I, I wouldn't take him anywhere. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I would go as far to say Andros Townsend that his price is not startable on daily. That's for sure. Yeah, he's been... In the tank. Ever since I yeah. put him on my FPL team. In the tank. Hmm. But uh, for me... Is it Jason Punchin? Like, like the thing that's been furious. Well, uh, besides Saha, I mean, you, I mean, th- these guys were talented enough that I uh, last year famously said, even a semi-competent goal scorer gets 15 in front of this midfield, and no, and still though, yeah. they have a competent goal scorer, and he's still he's not going to get 15. No. Uh, well, I don't want to say no. He he'd have to pick up his pace. Yeah. It's that might be one of my worst calls I've ever made, and, <laughs> and it's and it's over a year later, and I'm still paying for it. Yeah, they uh they got a tough one this week too against Southampton, and Kabai. Not that he as we were just crapping all over him. Kabai suspended after picking up his fifth yellow. Man, look at all these players that are getting suspended before Diego Costa. Yeah, it is pretty impressive, right? He's he had four after four games. Crazy, right? Yeah, it is nuts. That is nuts. But we move on. 5-4 was a lot of fun. Actually, you know what? Speaking of Diego Costa, let's talk about Chelsea, uh, who turned it around against Spurs, who opened the scoring with Christian Eriksen's goal. Uh, but not to be not to be undone by that. Chelsea, who, you know, the, they gave up their first goal using the 3-4-3. Uh, they rallied back to win 2-1 behind the strength of... Of Pedro and Victor Moses. Victor Moses' shot oh, yeah. reflected twice before it actually went in, but uh, but it was heading in anyway. So it, it, yes, it was not to be denied. That's the way that they would put it. Um, but we talked about it a little bit with Saha, um, Victor Moses. I asked you, you know, how much of an effect will it be when he has to go to African Cup of Nations, and then secondarily, you know, a, a player who we all liked last season in Willian, will he slot in in that role, or will they move? As Pelicueta over, and then fi- when when Kurt Zuma, who is presumably going to be healthy by then, uh, will they finally will we finally see Kurt Zuma in the back three, or j- possibly John Terry? And I said it's just Willian. There's no reason to 
move three guys around to replace one who may not slot in quite as easily, but pretty easily. I mean, if there's anyone on the bench that is the closest to filling Moses's spot, it is Willian. Like, you're not going to try to throw Oscar out there or I don't even know who else they would consider. Ruben Loftus-Cheek, but Willian, I mean, Willian hustles enough back on, you know, he can at least. Yeah, well, back. He, he, well, he's wanted by Jose Mourinho, so you know that he does. Right, right. So it's... Christian Eriksen ruined the whole uh, most shots. I think he had the most shots or the most shots on goal um, without scoring a goal this season. Um, but that's now gone. What Ruining everything. What a shame. He also ruined that shutout streak for Thibaut Courtois and the defense. That's right. So nuts to him on both accounts. Uh, Deli Alley picked up the assist there, and Diego Costa, who did not score, which was weird, but he did get an assist, and Modic getting the assist on Moses. <laughs> of course. Goal because, of course, exactly. Modic moving to within one assist of the Premier League lead. Do you know who the league leader is now in shots without a goal? Connor Wick. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. He has a goal. He has a goal, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he also barely plays. Uh, I, I, Wilford Bonney? Wow. Erickson wow, is up to 42 shots now with one goal. Uh, Bonney had that brace a while ago. That's right. That's right. The answer is Daniel Sturridge. 19 shots, 10 on goal, zero in the net. <laughs> That's pathetic. <laughs> it's pathetic, and it's true, and it's great. It is the same number of shots as Emery Chan. But Chan has two goals. <laughs> on three shots on target. Oh. That's actually pretty bad. Three shots on target of 19. Ooh. Yeah, he, well, you know, he's a deep-lying midfielder, so most of his shots will come from outside the 18, so I guess. Yeah. Um, he's also not known for his goal scoring. Right. Um, the next highest is Harry Arder, who has taken 17 shots, one on goal, but none in the net. Oh, I'm sorry, he's tied with Drinkwater. <laughs> All of these stats are readily available on rotowire.com slash soccer now, by the way. Yeah, new player pages. Really oh, yeah. Yeah, check oh, those yeah. out. Uh, we have – we let's get to the Sunday games. I, I have plenty more I probably could say about Chelsea, and I usually do. But let's just uh, – let, let's keep it moving here. Uh, the, the game that you predicted to be 5-4 was Watford 0, Stoke 1, exactly as boring as I predicted it would be. Uh, and, of course – who would score in a really boring game but Charlie Adam? One game too <laughs> late for the both of us. Yeah, totally. Um, although, do I, did I have him on EFs? No, he didn't score. Not Charlie Adam. Yeah. Did Adam have the goal? Yeah. I don't think so. Oh, Adam got the assist. It was go. Oh, that's right. Adam got the assist. It was an own goal credited to, uh, to Gomez. That's right. That's right. But... Uh, I have my problems with that because I know it hit off the post and then off of Gomez and in, and those are really harsh to give his own goals to, to goalkeepers because he really didn't really he didn't know that it was there. Right. He was beaten, so that's right. kind of like, like give it give the goal. Don't give an own goal there. But anyway, that's they can't give the goal because it wasn't even a shot on target. Yeah, I also think that that even in <laughs> hockey, I've always thought that was ridiculous. That bothers me so it, much. It is literally a shot on the target. So right. why is it not a shot on target? Right. Like, the literal definition is that it... Anyway. Shot against the target and shot there on target. Yeah, I don't not know if it's actually... Thing, apparently. No, it's literally yeah. on it. Like, it literally goes well, on the, I don't, the target. Uh, I wouldn't call it the target. I would call it, like, the boundary. 
But anyway, yeah, the uh, we're trying to make we're, we're it, this one was not anything, five four. We are literally doing anything to make this game sound more interesting than it was. It <laughs> I was dead wrong about this game, yes. despite saying I was joking on the five four. Yes, I know you were joking, but I'm still gonna make fun of it. Joking because I meant it for Swamp <laughs> and Crystal Palace. Yes, exactly, exactly. But what we did see is the return of Glenn Johnson to the starting lineup, and he performed yep. admirably. So, uh, sure, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, uh, you know. He didn't, he didn't mess it up for anybody, and he scored some points. That's what he does. Right. That's right. Good job, Glenn. I, I still remember when he scored uh, for Liverpool, he scored a goal against Chelsea that was out of this world. And I still I don't think I've seen him score a goal since. <laughs> he had zero all of last year. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's get to Arsenal, shall we? They beat Burnmouth. They're oh, they're getting over that November curse, Andrew. That's uh, right. It's Arsenal three, Burnmouth one. When you were looking for well, uh, your password, I thought your password would have been Arsenal the number zero and then titles. But um, alas, that, I mean, that, they've won. That, that they've won work. titles. Yeah, they've won FA Cups. But Sanchez, they've won Premier Leagues. Yeah, like seventeen mean? years ago. I mean, they count, right? No. I wasn't paying attention. Well to the before League. my time. Yes, exactly. I wasn't paying attention to the Premier League. Yet. Yes, he also he was also responsible for the undefeated team, so the invincible. Exactly. Let's, exactly. So let's let's be honest. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Henri had nothing to do with that. Anyway, um, <laughs> Thierry Henry is just a former Red Bull to us. <laughs> That's right. That's right. If I'm not if I'm going to say zero titles, then I have to say that uh, Thierry Henry is just a Red Bulls player. Yes, That's right. That's right. All right. <laughs> Now, I, I see the ridiculousness of my ways, so I will just move on to saying Alexi Sanchez is still really good. Yep. Um, Theo Walcott and Olivier cool. Giroud is still not starting. Well, he got an assist, though. He uh, did. Yep. Yeah. He has an assist off the bench. He had a, two goals off the bench. Yeah, well. Three goals off the bench. Like, yeah, he literally has not started a single Premier League game this year. Yeah, they usually have a two-word title for these kind of guys. Super sub. Ugh. I mean, I assume he'll get a ton of starts when Alexis rests over this holiday period, which just means that Giroud will get hurt, and they'll go with Lucas Perez and pretend that's just as good. Yep. yep. Uh, goodness gracious. Callum Wilson scored a penalty. Yep. So uh, that ruined Peter Check's two-save day, but he still got a win. Uh, but he did not get his clean sheet. I think I ranked Peter Check number one last week, so that stunk. I wish those didn't count as full like goals allowed. Um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, you're, you're getting the bonus if they save them or even if it's missed. They don't even have to save it to get the credit for that. Um, yep, I agree. But so, I mean, it kind of I, I'm willing, ways, I'm though. willing to give up the, uh, the missed, you know, if they miss it as opposed to saved, I'm willing to give those points up if we could reduce the points for getting beaten on a penalty. Um, I can't say that I would be against that. I can't say. I'd well, be then I'm sure that. they'll put that right in. Yeah, that's that's usually the way things work out in my life. I say mm-hmm. it goes and it goes. And it just uh, happens. Yeah, exactly, just like how Manchester United still can't seem to get a win. Jose Mourinho sent to the stands for the I think the second time this season for kicking mm-hmm. a water bottle. He has now been charged for improper conduct because, of course. Um, I think uh, I mean, the the British presser, the English presser, really getting on Mourinho is the same tired old act. Um, Are they wrong? I, I, he kicked a water bottle. I mean, he didn't really do anything that was terrible. 
he may unless he yelled something that was really inappropriate, which I'm sure he did. Uh, <laughs> I think it's more the fact that they have fewer points than when Moyes was there. Oh. And LVG. I'm just saying, like, this team is not good. And they spent a lot of money. It's 600 million pounds. I mean, usually that's enough to get you a couple of wins. You'd think so. You'd think however, so. However, the majority of that money was responsible for the only goal that they did score with a lofted <laughs> ball point. from Pogba to Zlatan. So. Yeah. The, um, like, I just don't know who he thinks he should have. William. Like, if... Well, <laughs> Willian's not going to single-handedly deliver a title there, but like who? Well, this 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 goes back to when, or Willie. This goes back to when LV when when Moyes took over the team, when LVG took over the team. Um, you know, everyone's comparing them to Sir Alex, and the problem with that is, you know, when Sir Alex left, that team was really old. It was yeah, it was really old, and it hasn't gotten any younger. It's gotten younger recently, but it is still an old team. When you're yep. asking for Michael Carrick to be your savior, you have done something wrong. <laughs> They're talking about an extension. Yes, that's my point. They yeah, are doing. They are doing it wrong. That's the only way I can put it. Yeah, uh, they, they need to. They, they need to be playing Memphis and Martial so they know exactly what they have. And I don't know if they. I, I mean, I'm not at practice, so I don't see what they're doing. It's it's baffling at best, isn't it? I hope they sell Memphis. Well, what about Martial? I think he'll I, – they'll. Well, I guess they just said Ibrahimovic is going to stay another season. But I think Martial and Rashford are the future of that attack, which I think is fine. <sighs> I mean, what are they waiting for? Like, Griezmann. Oh my God, yeah, them, them and the rest of the world. Um, <laughs> good luck. I mean, if, they, if that's really the old like, year, there's really not that much. There's not much else to say. Manchester United just looked bad. Yeah, and and, and it's not, and they were they were beaten by the most predictable of sources, Dimitri Payet feeding Diafra Sako. Mm-hmm. But you crapped all over last <laughs> oh week. My God, oh my dude. gosh, I got that wrong. <laughs> I, 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 I'll admit when I'm wrong. I mm. was wrong. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to feel too sorry for it. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not that it was a terrible thing for me to say. Diafrasago is not a great goal scorer. It's that yeah. simple. Uh, Manchester United make him made him look good on his shot. One singular. I mean, Darren Randolph played very well, getting seven saves. Uh, David de Gea only getting one. But uh, like this, this game was a series of. Missed opportunities for Manchester United and West Ham taking their looks like their one and only opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I didn't watch this game from start to from start to finish. Um, looks like I didn't need to. <laughs> right. It looks like uh, Adrian has lost his job, though. That that I mean, that's not too terribly surprising. I mean, given the beginning of the season, they were just god awful defensively. Yeah. It was only a matter of time. Right. Um, it's not like he's the young in the future of West Ham. I mean, the the, the young and the, the young future of West Ham was actually recently signed, and that was Reese Oxford. So they, they locked him up for a bigger transfer fee in about a year. Right. <laughs> so, um, I mean, West Ham. I mean, they they're the one team that plays better on the road than they do at home. So, yeah, I just um, yeah, they're just not. I'm not sure what to think of this team yet. 
meaning West Ham, just because. Well, I, the question still. I think they look better with Sacco up front. The question still remains to me in January is whether they sell Dimitri Payet. Yeah. Uh, especially if he continues to play well. I mean, what's I mean, David de Gea, his save was a phenomenal save. I have to add this um, because Mikel Antonio made a nice slaloming run and forced a really good save. And then and I think there was actually a secondary chance too that fell wide. I just forgot. I think it was Aaron Cresswell, maybe. I forgot who. But someone, I think, put another opportunity wide. Um James Ward-Prowse certainly did in the Southampton game, which we'll talk about next. But um, for Manchester for Manchester, for Manchester United, they have to worry about David De Gea possibly leaving too because Real Madrid are still sniffing around. Yeah, aren't they banned right now though? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> David De Gea. That would be in the summer. That wouldn't be in January. Right. David De Gea has made two saves in the last four games. Yeah. I mean, he's – I see. I see us consistently ranking him still, and we're kind of just holding out for that hope that Manchester United under Jose Mourinho will look at like that defensive team that we've always seen from Jose. But it hasn't happened yet. Well, they they've only allowed one goal in each of the last three. They had a yeah, clean sheet before that. That's the Lucas Fabianski award. You don't want that award. <laughs> well, fantasy wise, no. But Correct. Yeah, I think the bigger problem is that they just they haven't scored. Wait, Zero, three, one, and one are their scores. Their game goals scored in the last four, so that's the problem. And that's and that's that's because not De Gea. The, the midfield has not been good. Yep, it just has. It just ha- like I said, when Michael Carrick is your savior, you've done something wrong. Yeah, when Jesse Lingard keeps starting over Henrik Mkhitaryan, like oh, come on, oh my God, yes, I totally forgot about that. I forgot that Mkhitaryan was even there. I I feel the same way. It's so funny, and what's what's worse is that Mourinho is almost like rubbing it in, like. Mkhitaryan has had like two good like Europa League games, and after the games, Mourinho's always like he's he's looks he looks very good. He's you know, and he basically starts talking about how like Mkhitaryan might start like at the weekend, and then he literally does not. I guess he made the eighteen this week and did play, but like, how do you not like? I don't know if he was like significantly injured and nobody knew, but like it's kind of astonishing to to play this little. Um, this deep into the season after being such a big move uh, this past summer. He has one start and he got pulled at halftime. Everything else is off the bench. And it's only four appearances off the bench. Yeah. And I think, but are you talking about just Premier League points or just points in general? Because I know he scored, scored some in Europa, but I was just talking about Premier League. Well, that's the problem. Like his success in Europa is not getting him any Premier League time. Just, 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 uh, just, just. I mean, everyone's gonna. The the press is constantly dissecting what's wrong with Manchester United. Um, I, I, it's only a matter of time for me until Jose starts pointing fingers at players, and when he points oh, at sure. the wrong player, that will be the end of him. Because um, it was Rooney at first, remember? And, yeah. And now Rooney's so, well, not playing, and it's the same results. It was Schweinsteiger, really. Well, Schweinsteiger then Rooney and Rooney because uh, he pulled Rooney too. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think if he – maybe he wants to alienate everybody except Ibrahimovic, Pogba. His guys. And that's – well, the Mkhitaryan should be his guy. He bought him. I mean, they're not going to make that big of a move without Mourinho saying, yes, I want this guy. I think he's going to play – 
Manchester United are at a crossroads just functionally. I mean, they, they usually stress patience and time. They haven't done that with the last two coaches. Um, right. Jose Mourinho, higher profile, arguably, than definitely than Moyes, and LVG, at least in his past. Um, I mean, they're very close, but I think still that Jose is a bigger personality, um, high profile. Would they give him even less time than LVG? No. Well... I mean, he kind of makes he makes his own time is the problem. Like, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, he's he, he's his own worst enemy sometimes. Right, totally. All right, uh, this is not the Red Devils United podcast. Let's uh, let's move on to the last game <laughs> of the weekend here. We got Southampton the Ronald the, the Ronald Koeman Derby. Um, Southampton, the former of Ronald Koeman's teams, took it home with one very early goal within the first minute. Uh, to take down Everton, that was Charlie Austin nodding home from. I forgot his first name, but his last name is Sims. I think it was like like Charlie Sims, Harry Sims. I think that was. I think you're Josh mixing it up Sims. with Charles Sims from uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, it was Josh Sims. Did you hear what uh, Kuman said after the game about him? That uh, no. Basically, Sorry. it was basically that he'd like never heard of him. That's good. And. Um, the follow-up is that like Sims has been like one of the most popular youth players for Southampton for the last few years. I mean, he's only nineteen, but like it was clear that he was going to like make the first. He was going to be like the next guy to go through the, the academy and make the first team. And Kuman literally said he had never heard of him. Yeah. He said something like he's their problem now, and it was like, well, he's actually your problem because he's the one assisting on the goal to beat you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not it's sure. Just, it was just a weird, a very weird response. Yeah, who knows how much truth is in that actual response. But uh, Martin St- – so I, I described earlier that um, that James Ward-Prowse missed an absolute sitter, which he did. Uh, but he, he also forced a double save out of Stecklenburg, who got six on the day. So even if you had gone with the Everton goalkeeper, you still got some points out of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I for, for Everton, this was just a – it's almost like a bare bottom spanking by Kuman's former team. Like they knew Kuman better than he knew uh, than he knew them. Yeah, that that's kind of how it came off. Of you would think that a manager coming back to face his old team would be better prepared. And I mean, they fell behind so quickly that that kind of can throw you sometimes. But yeah, but I, I've said this before: your strategy can't be that fragile. That one goal throws it off, right. no matter when yep. it is. Yeah, sorry, unless it's like really late in the game. If it's early in the game, it shouldn't throw you off. Right, right, right. Um, but clearly it did, and uh, we've now seen uh, Romelu Lukaku go um, four or three games without a goal. Wonder if that, four out of five. I wonder if that Yerma watches on for Lukaku again. <laughs> oh, God, so frustrating. I had to watch on Twitter. It was like every two minutes in the game, you'd be like, oh, he hasn't scored yet. He hasn't, he hasn't scored, scored yet, yet. yeah. He's only taken... Oh, I guess he took three shots against Swansea. I was going to say he only got one shot off against Southampton and not a single – well, Chelsea just crushed them anyway. So That's a game where they got thrown off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that plan, whatever they had, was dismantled pretty quickly. Yep. But yep. in this game, I, I don't see that. It just seemed like they, you know, either they were flat or um, they didn't care for – I, I don't know what it is. And Ross Barkley looks a little lost and I – First, to say that I was wrong. I thought Ross Barkley would make steps forward this year. He has not. Uh, yeah. Yannick Bellassi has looked great most games. So you know, just because he didn't he didn't necessarily look great in this one, I'm not gonna. It could just be a bad day at the office. But mm-hmm. 
My goodness. Uh, I mean, when the whole team plays badly, this is what it looks like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think the weird thing is, is that um, Kuman seems to want to play this uh, back three, but he's using Seamus Coleman and Leighton Baines as his fullbacks, which, or his wingbacks, excuse me, which just doesn't work. Um they well, either don't I, get forward enough. Yeah, I mean, well, well, I say it works on one end, but I've said this yeah. <laughs> times. Leighton Baines cannot get up and down the pitch anymore. He just can't. Yeah, I'm just not sure they have another guy who can do that effectively. They don't have a they, they Victor did, Moses they, or Marcus they, they Alonso. Did, but they sent him to West Brom. Oh, Galloway? I'm not sure. Well, I don't know. I didn't I didn't watch enough of Brendan Galloway to see if he could play this wingback role. But They also had Matthew Target back in the day. Oh, sorry, that was Luke Garbutt. No, that, Luke Garbutt, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, it seemed like a team that should be perfectly content playing a back four, and for some reason, everybody has to try a back three now. Yeah, I mean, it's a copycat league. No, it's, it, you know what, I'm saying that just as a gut reaction, like, oh, like there's parity. No, there's not. Like, yeah, Maybe because it's working for Chelsea that other people look at it like, oh, we can hide our old slow players by putting three of them back there instead of two. Yeah. Um, I think they did play four in the back, actually, now that I, I'm digging deeper well, here. They, but. Well, I mean, they've been switching between three, five, and four. I mean, if they're not doing it consistently, that can be something. But yeah, I, I, I'm not going to claim to know uh, to watch every single game that Everson's played because that's just not true. <laughs> um, but I thought that Ashley Williams would have uh, – he has had a great impact on that team. I'm wondering why Jags is still playing consistently. Uh, well, they're doing it. Because they need three central defenders, right? Yeah, I mean, my, my I, because I, they keep playing Funis Mori. Yeah, the, I mean, the point I'm trying to make is, I mean, if they wanted to change something, I really think that Jags is really slowing them down. Uh, he has not looked good in the games that I've seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a, I could see that. Yeah, uh, I mean, Everton, uh, Everton, we, we, they they play well against bad teams, and they've looked bad against good teams. Which means yeah. they will be in mid-table, just like yep. I thought they would be. Classic mid-table. Yep. All right. And this has been a classic review episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, but it is time to go. We will be talking to you later this week when we actually preview game week number 14. Uh, for Andrew, I am Mike, uh, the, the leader of the uh, the Rotowire division and the uh, Premier Division on Taga, so you can you can look me up on both of those, and I'll be at the top of the table, which will be nice. Jeez. I'm just bragging about it now because it will not be the case come the end of the season. Just getting my jokes in now. All right, All right. Uh, we will catch you later on this week when we talk more fantasy Premier League and the World of Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. We'll talk to you. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire.
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.